Welcome to this Art Called Life with Amanda Kelly, the podcast for visionaries and conscious heart and soul-led leaders who are ready to evolve, unlock their potential, expand their consciousness, activate their inner wealth, and embody joy, love, bliss, and harmony to amplify their impact in alignment with the co-creation of a new golden age. Hosted by Amanda Sarai, self-mastery catalyst, intuitive soul guide, heart-led visionary, author, and speaker. Life is your masterpiece in the making. Are you ready to live your art? Let's dive in deep and rise up ever higher. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome or welcome back to my podcast. I am so excited to be sharing with you this special episode, an interview originally recorded for the Self Mastery Summit, Unlocked the Keys to Self Mastery that I hosted a couple months ago. I will be sharing the interviews here on my podcast and on YouTube as well. So stay tuned for all the magic yet to come as well. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Self Mastery Summit, Unlocked the Keys to Self Mastery. I'm your host, Amanda Kelly, and I'm super excited to introduce to you today's guest, Chris O'Brien, otherwise known as Come Out Better on his platforms. So born and raised in Orange County, California, he grew up an athlete his whole life playing basketball. He played and attended Cali Poly San Luis Obispo. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and completed his BA in business marketing. After Mexico, he got very sick and it led to him waking up to the power of water and that really changed his life and started an awakening within. He was a personal trainer full-time in the OC and he clocked over 3,000 sessions with over 100 clients over four years and is a serial entrepreneur as well with a background in real estate investment, insurance sales, coaching, startups, app development, home-based business, network marketing, and now direct sales. Runs the gamut. (laughs) So he started part-time as a health broker and started helping people with their health and their wealth. So now with over 7.5 million in global sales, sharing living water and a team covering over 15 countries globally, he's been able to coach and mentor over 300 people and work with thousands more, creating many six-figure earners. He is a co-founder of Goldvana CBD, the CEO of Come Out Better Inc., and also the co-founder of a community called Wake Water Co., which focuses on health, financial literacy, self-development, spiritual growth, and more, spanning 20 countries now and close to 10,000 members. Today, he is a coach, mentor, community leader, investing in assets such as asset-backed digital currency and precious metals and other companies on the rise. Wow. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was greatly said. Thank you for all that. That's awesome. Sometimes <laughs> I forget I did all these things and also, obviously, to achieve all that, we got to unlock some self-mastery. So it goes hand in hand. And a lot of those things that you just shared wouldn't be possible if I didn't do the inner work and discover certain things that I know we'll cover on here in a minute. So um, I'm grateful. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for having me. And hello, everybody uh, tuning in. We're all here. 
Well, thank you for being here. So excited to dive into all of this. There's so much that you've done, so many different perspectives that you're now coming from. Mm -hmm. And you just you just said it right there. Also, you wouldn't have been able to accomplish any of this without having done the inner work. Yeah. And I think that is the the overarching mess message of this whole summit this whole series of conversations is that it's really about the inner yep. so that's really what self-mastery is about right and then as within so without it reflects to the outer and you're a really beautiful example of that so thank you for being here and sharing yeah. all of this so uh before we dive in to the specifics I would love for you to just share a little bit more. There was a mention of a health issue, mm. how you came to this perspective of water being so important yeah. and to flow from there, how your journey evolved. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, growing up being an athlete, had the mindset I could do whatever I want, eat whatever I want, drink what I was just going to, you know, burn off and exercise. And growing up in Orange County, different stereotypes, different stigmas, you know, do this, do that. And I was very blessed. I was very blessed to be raised in an amazing family, a loving mother and father. Um, you know, I, I was able to, to achieve certain things that I wanted to in life. Was able to play college ball at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And then after that, that's where I actually did a uh, corporate America job. And it just showed me I wasn't meant for that kind of lifestyle. Just, you know, the office job, sit at the desk. And so that's when I went and played in Mexico. And I played professional ball there for a year. And I tell people that's where my first awakening really started because I had a health scare that was very eye-opening. Now, there was times growing up I was, you know, sick a lot. My nickname was Ice Pack in high school. I was always hurt. I was always like banged up. Like I was, it's like I got the short end of the stick more times than not. And I just didn't think anything of it. I really didn't have the awareness of the body. I didn't have the awareness that the mind and the body and the emotional and the, you know, let alone the etheric body and all these other things that I'm sure many people have spoken on recently. And when I went to Mexico and I got sick, I had ulcerative colitis. I got acid reflux. I had horrible allergies, hay fevers. If anyone's ever gotten those, they're not fun. Uh, eczema. I had chronic inflammation. I, If you saw a chart of my body and what it's gone through from ACL tears, partially torn labrums, broken bones, dislocations, um, you know, concussions, sprains, surgeries, ligaments, my body's gone through a lot. And I was only 25 and I had gone through already so much. So I was, you know, given a choice, go down the Western medicine, allopathic, antibiotic medication for life. I, that was literally a choice that the doctors presented me or an unknown choice. And little did I ever think that other direction, which has given me so much, so much uh, reflection today, that other choice was through a, a holistic path, which I did not know what holistic meant at the time. And it was a path that was being led by water. And I know that's like, oh, what do you water? Hold on. Because for so many years, my whole life, we all drink water. So my mindset was like, well, if water was that important, exactly. If water was that important, I wouldn't be sick because I drink Brita water or I, I drink, you know, smart water and like, wait a minute. And it was just something I never heard of before. And I didn't know that our body was made up of so much water, molecular wise, and our, our brain and our heart and our blood. We're literally water beings at the end of the day, you know, energy, space, water, and then you have, you know, the minerals and, and whatnot. So that was my first wake up call is I'm 25 and my health 
bill is very high. It was an expense. And I use a lot of financial literacy terms. It was a liability. It was not an asset. My health was a liability and expense that did not allow me to achieve what I wanted to at the time to go to the next phase of my life. So that's where like the really the first awakening started, started drinking this new kind of water, living water, we call it. It's full of certain properties that help detox the body, load up with antioxidants, get back the body in homeostasis. And, and that's another word I was not aware of. And once I started pulling layers back, right, I started cleansing um, the digestion, the anxiety, the brain fog, the hay fevers, the eczema, the, all these different things without, you know, I'm not, we don't say cures or claims or whatnot. It's just when the body gets hydrated, when it flushes out the waste, when you create new space, um, the body can do miracles, right? And God works wonders through our vessels and our avatars and everything that they alike. So that was the starting, the unraveling of the onion as I was going through my journey. And about two years later, uh, about two years later, it was 2017. And then towards the end of that is when I had my spiritual awakening. So looking back, I'm I'm truly, at least for me, in my perspective, very convinced that the water that I was changing that was going in, no longer bottled water, you know, Gatorade, tap water, filtered water, carbonated water, you know, even these spring waters, whatever I was drinking, I would drink, I would try all sorts of stuff. <laughs> when I changed the water going in, it also changed the water that was going out. So water has memory, right? And we can even touch on this. Water has memory. It listens to your thoughts. Veda Austin is an amazing teacher that shows what water does when frozen and then what you can see and how it reacts to the shapes, the colors. Masuda Emoto, hidden messages of water, right? So if we think about it, here we are as a human. We've got 99% um, of us at the molecular level, which is the building blocks really of us, is water, and water holds memory, it listens, it changes structure and shape based on the sound, intention, vibration, beliefs, words, information, and thoughts we have. Wouldn't it make sense that once we change our inner waters, just like we clean Mother Earth and her oceans, we change, and so does she. And I started finding this bridge, and my partner, Jilly, she goes by the water priestess. She taught me so much that I never, we call it the water lens, right? With the 2020 H2O lens, with the water lens, you start seeing a hydrated lens of life instead of a draining lens or a what isn't lens. And I started connecting these dots. And as for years drinking this new living water and flushing out this old stagnant water in my body that wasn't structured, that held negative beliefs, anger, you know, and you, you purge, whether it's through tears, through sweat, through going to the bathroom, right? So through We purge. And then it got to one point, I woke up one day and I was out of my body. And I was literally looking down from my, my beach house roof down into my body for like three hours. No idea. This is a guy who's never really, you know, done any meditation, deep meditation, astral. I don't even know these terms. Right. And here I am looking at myself. Um, and then when I came back into my body, that's when the the voice, not like a man or a woman, it was just like as if I was I was listening, like I was listening. Some would say the voice of God, like I was God was like I was listening to the sound, the voice of it, universal intelligence. And that led me down to everything, holistic health, detox, plant medicine, the chakras, alkaline acid, you know, the different phases of our etheric bodies. And I'm just obliterating 
right? Matrix program, obliterating all these programs. I'm going through it. And then the craziest part about it all is I start learning about pharmaceuticals and I start learning about what it does to our body and chemo. And I'm like, why am I learning this? Come April, I get the call. My father has acute myeloid leukemia and I'm like, whoa. And that threw me another, through another awakening. So here I am waking up to everything and then my father's going through this and I'm waking up simultaneously to the pharmaceuticals and chemo in the medications and seeing what's doing to him all while building all these things that you just shared on the bio, right? The bio, I was doing all those two, mm-hmm. yet going through hell and back within my own self, mm-hmm. letting go of all these shame thoughts, these fears, these habits, and it takes time, you know, it takes time. So that's, that's really the journey of how it's been. And since then, uh, come out better is how I've came out of those shadows and those fears and that fire, that pain and how I came out better. And now here I am being able to share just like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. And so many people have, you know, constructs collapsing and financial systems collapsing and ideologies and expectations. And it's just, you know, it's not how we react. It's how we can respond. And if we can respond with a solution focused, um, we can definitely come out better than where we were before. And, And that's where I am today. And I'm just sharing that journey with people and tools to get there. I've been reminding them that that they can do it too. And it's been incredible. It's been able to meet people like you and other people that are on the panel and people in our community and around the world. So I'm I'm so blessed. I wouldn't, I don't wish it on anyone to go through that kind of, you know, things in their life. Yet we all have our own journey. And uh, I look back and I'm grateful for every bit of it because I don't know where I'd be if I didn't go through it all. So, and here we are today sharing about it. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. It's a powerful journey and it speaks into so many things. But when you were uh, you were sharing there about being solutions focused, it really Mm -hmm. made me think about the idea of the flip side of crisis is opportunity. So if we can take any difficult situation in our life and shift our perspective and shift our orientation to how we deal with it, it can actually become a very empowering and liberating experience because we build resilience. We realize how powerful we really are. And rather than outsourcing our, our responsibility, our expertise, so on and so forth, themes that have been coming up a bit, uh, it it really is, it can be, it can be turned into something that's profoundly liberating and empowering. And the idea of the Phoenix rising from the ashes, like you, sometimes you kind of do have to let it all burn down, let it all burn away to build something better, to come out better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and yeah, fascinating. I'm familiar with Masaru Emoto and this mm-hmm. idea that uh, frequency, emotions are frequency and thoughts impact emotions, which is how it all connects. So there's a very physiological, chemical, biochemical component to our thoughts. And when we boil it down. So when we get into frequency, it does make sense from a more logical scientific perspective that it would impact water molecules. And if we're made up of water, well, then that could have a very direct physical impact on our life. So it's a very fascinating 
trickle down effect. Uh, there might be a better term for that. I don't know. But <laughs> so I would love for you to explain a little bit more about what actually living water is. You mentioned yep. the the phrase structured water as well. So if you could explain that with more nuance, yeah. I think that would be really helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So living water well, I mean, water, obviously our planet, let's just start with that. Our planet 70% water, like we're our water planet, you know, and they say the, the, the health of the oceans will depict the health of our nations, so to speak, because so much comes from our oceans, whether we realize it or not. Um, so you have those, that congruence, and then you have the human body, which is about 70% Why, on average, you'll have different perspectives from different people, yeah. um, 70% water. And then molecularly we're 99% water. You know, the minerals in the ocean are in our blood. It's like the trees are in our lungs. So you look at mother nature and you look what we've done to our oceans with pollution. You look what we've done to our streams and our rivers with, you know, uh, EM, non-native EMF chemicals, fluorides, chlorines, and if you start, you know, creating that bridge and start realizing what's happening with us, um, you know, look what we've done to bottled water or water. We put it in bottles, right? We have boxed it. We've shipped it. We've labeled it. We've sold it. And it's like doing that with air. It just wouldn't even make sense. It's like trying to bottle up air and selling air. It's like without water, we don't live. You know, people ask me, what are some of the most important things I can do for my health right now? And I ask them, what are you, what water do you drink and how much of it do you drink? Mm -hmm. And they're like baffled, like, what, what, aren't you worried about my food? Or like, I'm not working out. I'm like stressed. I'm like, that's fine. You got to get our foundation first. And we are water beings, whether we realize it or not, you know, people mistaken water for coffee or tea. And, you know, I'm not saying don't drink those. You do whatever you want. You know, it's just, it's getting back to the foundation that yes, the very thing we do every day, aside from me and you breathing, drinking water, not everyone eats every day, let alone the same foods every day. I do know that you watching this summit, anybody watching this, my guess is you had water before, you're going to have water after this summit today. And you're probably going to have some water before bed, probably when you wake up, probably later in the afternoon, probably during your workouts. So we do it all the time, yet no one really knows the difference. We think all water is the same, and that's far from the truth. And that's why I was so confused at first. So living water an easiest way I can explain it, because sometimes, you know, there's science and there's all these complex terminology, put it this way, good and bad, positive or negative. Now, bottled water, tap water, um, you know, water that has been altered or chemically changed, whatever that might be, if we were to drink that water, it is actually taking life from us. And I say life as an energy. And when I say energy, the simplest form of energy is electrons. That's what I like to focus on. So I know you do this, Amanda, and for people watching, why do we go outside in nature, right? Why do we go earthing, grounding? Why do we go to the oceans? Why do we feel so good around waterfalls? Why do we feel so good when we're off our phones? It's because the reason we feel so good is because we're loading up on negative ions, right? Those are the electrons. There's like the ion effect, amazing book you can look into, the ion effect. So whether we're on our smartphones, right, whether we're on laptops, offices, desks, computers, Wi-Fi, microwaves, these are all electron stealers. It's the simplest term I can make it, okay? Because a lot of people, they can have the healthiest diet, do all the things, yet they're constantly surrounded by electron stealers. And these electron stealers are taking our energy. It's like someone unplugging your uh, iPhone battery or like you're charging your iPhone, and then someone came in and unplugged it and you weren't looking, you go to your phone, there's 
people freak out. We freak out when our battery's low. Where's my charger? Yet we don't freak out when our health battery's low because we look to find the next best thing, the next best food or supplement. So living water is the opposite. Living water will donate electrons to your body. It'll actually give you the same things that Mother Earth does on the bottom of your feet. It'll give you those antioxidants. And that helps reduce free radical buildup. Mm -hmm. Because you can eat the healthiest things all day and do all the breath work and do all these things. Yet if our body is loaded with free radicals, like loaded um, with protons, proton rich, which creates acid in the body, you've heard of acid inflammation and things like that in health is no matter what we do, we're going to be imbalanced. So yes, get sunshine, get in nature, eat healthy living food if possible, right? Raw obviously preserves the enzymes and electrons. And I tell people what's the best way you can get electrons in uh, a negative charge is by drinking it. And actually voltage, the energy of water moves best in fluids, right? So voltage itself, right? That's why mother earth is a conductor, um, and our body is a receiver, so to speak. So living water is basically drinking water that donates electricity, donates electrons, donates antioxidants, provides something called hydrogen, molecular hydrogen, basic alkaline minerals, and is structured. And you have that whole recipe, your food works better, your nutrition works better, your supplements work better. And a lot of people I've worked with and talked to, they, they stop taking certain things because they're hydrated. They've never felt what that actually feels like and what that means. So just think about it. You know, if, if anything is, you know, you cut an apple open, what happens to the apple? It'll start to turn brown. That's oxidation. Mm -hmm. So our water, it doesn't look brown, but if it's in a bottle or even, you know, even certain sources, you know, even certain filtration, RO distilled, they're great filters. If you're not bringing it back to life or remineralizing it, you can't see the brown like you can with an apple. However, it's oxidized. And as mm -hmm. soon as you drink it, it's going to start taking electrons from you and create oxidation, which creates a stress, inflammation, aging. Um, and you keep going and keep going. That's what happens. And I start seeing people that uh, that start changing their water. Their life truly starts to change. So living water gives you energy. Right? I don't like to say dead water because all water is alive. All water has a pulse. Right. But yeah. water that takes from you could be something that's really holding a lot of people back like it was for me for so long. So just look for what's giving me energy. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't like to go hang out with people that take our energy vampires. Ugh, no good. <laughs> Bottle water's energy vampires, right? There, there's different energy vampires. We just aren't aware of it because water's so tricky. Like you said, we can't see it, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you can't see the structure. It just looks like a clear liquid. So how do we know? Um, and that's why you put on the water lens, right? The little water lens and you start seeing yeah. for what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's super powerful. I, I feel like people really underestimate how impactful in a knocked good way dehydration is for the body. And we we really are disconnected from that fundamental truth that, as you said, we live on a water planet yep. and we are made up of mostly water. It was news to me that at a molecular level, 99%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, Just Really in brief, for anybody who might not be aware, uh, yes. could you explain what remineralization is about, why it's important, why the minerals are important, and why for anybody out there who might think it's okay, why tap water is really not great and bottled sure. water is not great? <laughs> sure, great questions. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, our body composes of minerals too. We've got over 100 of them. 
Okay. I, I learned this through Dr. Sebi when I first woke up. I was like, minerals? I mean, I don't know. Do I just take, I take calcium gummies. Is that good enough? We don't know, right? So right. our bodies yeah. love minerals. Minerals are conductors. They allow so, so many metabolic, chemical, metaphysical processes to happen. Um, they say magnesium is the biggest mineral deficiency on yes. planet earth. So regardless, cause some of you are like, well, I get it in my food. Well, touching on that, our soil is depleted because yeah. of the way we grow, we have mass farming, right? We've got pesticides, we've got acid rain, you've got stuff, trails that come from the sky with chemicals and aluminum and so forth. And our farming practices. Yeah. There's some great local farmers, regenerative soil, um, I'm sure people are having these conversations that live off grid and whatnot, yet big picture, so much of our planet, our soil has been messed up. And when our soil is bad, so is our gut. And that's why we have so many gut issues. I had colitis. I, my gut was a mess and so is our soil. So if you start bridging all of these things, the biggest thing in soil and in our body is mineralization. Even Mother Earth, her, the water in the ocean, it's full of minerals. Healthy streams, right, where they say spring water is good, full of minerals. Now, Calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, those are the alkaline minerals that are very common. Um, you know, people shy away from salt and people are waking up to sea salt and the plethora of trace minerals. So the reason I say mineralization is because certain filters, which are great at getting everything out, I, I, they're fantastic. They're amazing. And they've been around for only a few decades. Um, distilled water, reverse osmosis, they get everything out, bad and good. And when I mean good, the good minerals. So if your body's taking in water that lacks minerals and electrons, um, remember our, a healthy body has a negative charge. So it's actually going to look to give up electrons to charge it, first of all, right? And if you're drinking water without minerals, there could be all of a sudden an imbalance because water likes to find balance with, uh, with polarities. Okay. So mineralization is so important, especially if you drink any completely stripped water, like still water, like distilled RO water. So remineralize it if you can. Other options are like shilajit, sea moss, um, trace minerals. Just look at your sourcing. That's always good. And then uh, I think the other part you said was as far as like what we, what would you say that what we did to our. Why, why tap water, bottled water yeah. are, are yeah. not so great just to yeah. like ground that down for anybody sure. who is wanting to ignore that <laughs> Absolutely. no it, and it's yeah and it's it's valid because you know growing i drank out of the hose as a kid like i thought it was it's just the, the drinking fountains at school so yep. again you you got to give yourself some grace and new information especially when it kind of pokes you know the cognitive dissonance of your old beliefs of oh i thought wait a minute because we can get a little angry this whole time i was drinking water at my school that was full of chlorine right full of chemicals full of fluoride and something that many people don't know, you can actually, Amanda, I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, anybody watching, you can go to a website. It's a public database. It's called ewg.org. Yep. ewg.org. There's a tap water database. No matter where you live in the US, you can put your zip code and you will literally see what's in your water. Mm -hmm. And they will literally have in, in parentheses cancer causing. And it'll literally say how many contaminants are in your water above health guidelines. And this was what we share a lot with people who ask us about living water. We first educate them. Um, so as much as tap is easy, it's right there. I feel great. I remember I felt great my whole life. Yeah, I had hiccups and bumps and bruises. And then all of a sudden, I caught it caught up to me, right? It caught up to me. So just be mindful, right? Of drinking tap water. Please filter it. Please learn about what's in your tap water. And then 
Another thing that isn't even talked about is our shower water. We shower every day, right? We wash our hands. We, we clean our dishes. We give it to our plet, uh, uh, pets and our plants. Uh, we wash our cars. We, we clean our counters. We, you know, we rinse things off. We spray things down. We use water so much. And we're really, really unconscious of the water we're using. Um, and yeah, fluoride is not good. And so is chlorine is right up there is even worse. Like chlorine is is pretty intense and in how fast it gets absorbed by the body um, is an eye opener. So check out your tap water, ewg.org. Look to filter first. I say two steps, two steps, filter, ionize. Mm -hmm. Right after that, you can put whatever you want, copper pyramid structure, put in the sunlight, scalar. I love all that stuff. Yeah. I just, when people say, oh, I'll do that instead of those things, I'm like, do it together. Yeah. Water wants to be synergistic. It's not this or that. Right. right? I, I support reverse osmosis. I'm not against it because I drink a different kind of water. I say, hey, combine them, mm -hmm. combine them. That's what we start got to getting to. Because if we don't come up with these solutions, you're going to have, you know, these water bottle companies that are just going to keep producing tap water is going to keep getting dirtier and we just got to find common ground and get on the same team. So yeah, filter first, bring it back to life and have water be a, a beautiful medicine for you. Cause that's what water mother water is always intended to do in the first place. Thank you. And yeah. I'm looking at, I see four, four, four right now. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I, um, thank you for explaining that because it, it's, it seems like almost too basic for some people, perhaps, I don't know, but it's also so easy in one sense. So it's like, okay, let's start there. And then from there we can, can build when it comes to healing, to creating a foundation. And just to two of your points that I've gone on the EWG website and typed in my family's zip codes and between 11 and 15 above the, the healthy levels. Yeah across the board. So it's really not okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, it's pretty astonishing. And then magnesium, I've heard that statistic that uh, across the board, people are deficient in that uh, more than anything else. And magnesium in particular is implicated in over 300 separate bodily reactions yeah. and processes. So if we're lacking in just magnesium alone, that can have a dramatic impact on so much of our, our body's functioning. So yep. we think they're like little things that don't really matter that much. And they really do. <laughs> building blocks. Yeah. You yeah. can't have a strong building with loose screws, little yeah. screws, little screws that hold up a skyscraper. You start unscrewing some of those, that skyscraper isn't as tall and strong as it. And we're, yeah, we got to keep those building blocks strong. That's how we build yeah, that's exactly. how we build. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, to kind of circle back to another point that you made, uh, the magnesium and the pharmaceuticals, I was on birth control for many years. And it was when I was diagnosed with cancer myself that I I, I had to go off for because I was freezing my eggs, whatever. But I realized then that it was stripping me of magnesium in particular. I was on it for a dozen years because it was easy, right? Like it, I didn't, I, and I realized then I was like, oh my gosh, I've been lied to this whole time. Wow. And there was another form of depletion that was happening in my body. So uh, I want to just now kind of circle back to this idea mm -hmm. of a broader idea of unlearning that yeah. you have mentioned. So could you 
dive in a little deeper into this. Now we're kind of zooming out into this idea of self-mastery and what that journey involves. So you brought up this idea of unlearning and letting go. So could you speak into that in a little bit more depth and what that looks like? Absolutely. Now, fantastic. Because people will ask me, Chris, what can I do? Right. Amanda, what do I do? Oh, I'm waking up. What should I do? And it's always like, what do I do? What do I add? What can I do more of? And I go, okay, hold on. You can add anything and everything you want. If you're adding it though on top of something that is not working currently, you're just, what you're doing is you're going to create a bandaid that covers the real issues that what do I do? You're trying to cover up what shouldn't I not be doing? So I, I call it either like unlearning process of elimination, less is more. There you go. Less is more. Sometimes we think more creates less problems. Well, less things create more opportunity and vice versa. You got to look at the uh, the laws of nature, right? And polarities and correspondence. So if you backtrack to, you know, Amanda as a child or Chris or Bob or whoever's watching this, you know, the first six, seven years were really heavily programmed. Bruce Lipton talks about this, you know, people that talk about cellular biology, quantum physics, all the things. And what's happening is your first seven years of your life, your subconscious, right? It picks up patterns. So you learn how to talk to people the way your mom talks to you. You learn how to respond to things the way you respond to your parents or your friends or food or noises or a children's book. And so we're we're kids in their first six to seven years, my opinion and whatever back facts, stats and whatnot is those six to seven years will determine the rest of their life and how this planet goes when you put all the kids together. So it's very important. And by the time we get into adolescence and the teenage years, you know, little rebel years, and I'm going to break some rules and we're, we're figuring our path in life. And I always tell people, well, you have to rush. You know, some people say, I'm Chris, I'm 22. What do I do? I live <laughs> like the experience, you know, enjoy, you enjoy experimenting in that phase instead of having to feel like you have to be someone or a certain thing. You've got so much life ahead of you to do that. So what we do, though, is we start learning things, we start picking things up. And a lot of this stuff is influenced externally. You know, we've lost as society, this notion of how to be empowered, um, how to create, you know, self awareness, how to parent yourself, even at a young age, how to, um, you know, respond, how to handle emotions, what what words to use, like what, like just self mastery, it's like, it's like, it feel like people have to learn self mastery once they wake up. When in the future, if we are really looking to make a change is how earlier can we influence this at the beginning? So the term unlearning is just sitting with yourself and asking what in my life, what in my life do I know 100% is not good for me? That is not serving me. That is not helping me anymore. Not what I can add, not this new diet, not this new water, not this new this, those will help. Yet what can you stop doing today? And what beliefs, what programs consciously, subconsciously, or even unconsciously, do you continue to run just like a computer, just like a phone, just like a software, just like AI, we're waking up to, oh my gosh, AI. It's like people are baffled with AI. And I'm like, guys, AI is showing what you are. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, we, the way you ask AI questions, you can ask yourself questions and get answers. We mm-hmm. just forget this. We forget this intuition. Mm-hmm. So when you start unlearning things and you're okay with being wrong, you're okay. Cause it'll take some time. You're like, you get angry. Like, damn, why did they lie to us? Like, you get kind of get angry. And it's part of your faith. It's part of, you've got to relive that like the hero's journey, right? You, you mm-hmm. crash, burn, denial, 
grief, rejection, uh, and then you rise though. New possibilities, new beliefs, new visions, new perspectives, new community, new uh, friendships, new colleagues, new partnership. And it's that's what everyone wants. It's just to get there. Um, it's quite a journey in itself. So yeah, relearning, unlearning, letting go of, cutting back on. Sure, some people go zero to 100. I say just start with one a day, you'll get to 100. Little yeah. things. And you got to give yourself grace. My partner always gave me the best advice, which is very simple, is do what you can with what you have and meet yourself where you're at. Mm. I feel people very skip this a lot because they want to be Amanda. They want to do their own summit. They feel like they have to be healed like Chris or know it all like Bob or Troy or whoever it is. They were also in their same position you are in today. And they took it one step at a time, right? So relearning is so important. Unlearning, instead of always adding more, it's what can I stop repeating and doing less of? You know, and, and a big one I know I mentioned, too, is our language, the words we speak out loud and in our head. Um, so if you could start doing that, meet yourself where you're at, start pulling some layers back. Ask yourself, does this serve me instead of why is this happening to me? It's how can I blank? That's a huge shift that I used to to, to say a lot until it really became a, a pattern. Why does this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why me? Or why did this happen? Or why did that happen? They didn't tell me. Okay. And, and I ask them and they go like, finish the sentence. <laughs> Cause we usually go back. Right. And we keep digging. We keep searching. Like, why did this happen? My ancestors, my lineage. Yes. You can observe that. Just finish it, turn the corner. And here's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And here's now what I'm going to say instead. And I feel like people put a period instead of a comma. And just that little pronunciation could change so much for people. So unlearn, relearn, come out better. And then, uh, yeah, and just keep doing what works for you. And that's huge. That's a big shift you can definitely have. I love that. I love that idea of questioning. And you used this little phrase before, question master. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Become a question master. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's so good. And this idea, and I don't think I've really mentioned it a whole lot in the summit, but during a few of these conversations, this idea of curiosity has come up in my mind. And now I'm verbalizing it at least. But I, I just love that idea of really like inquiring within and asking questions. And it's this little perspective shift that we can make when we have these situations like, okay, we're facing challenge, we're facing difficulty, and I'm feeling all these feels that aren't very comfortable. And now we get to get curious. Now we get to get curious about also, as you're saying, how we can shift things forward, find a solution. That's the empowerment piece that can come from this and becoming the phoenix, the golden phoenix that rises from the ashes or the snake yeah. that sheds its skin or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very good. Well, you think, look at kids. What makes them so fun? They're always curious. Yeah. They're imagining. They're like, what's yeah. this? Oh, that's a leaf. Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, that's yeah. a lake. What's that? Oh, that's, we don't touch that. And they learn so fast. And then as yeah. adults, we stop asking, we say, hey, do that. You need this. And it's like, we're really doing the opposite of what our inner child wants. And that's like inner child work is genuine curiosity. Kids don't yell and say, do this, mom. You say, mm -hmm. mom, what is this? Or mom, mm -hmm. can I have? Or what? And they that's how they learn, yeah. right? The quantum physics, right? The the founder of uh, the father of quantum physics, Dr. Wheeler, 
reality is based off the questions we ask it. Mm, I wouldn't yeah. be on here if Amanda at didn't ask me a question, which was, hey, Chris, would you like to be on the summit? If you didn't yes. ask me, there is no call. So right. everything in our world came from a question. And that's why when you start questioning, I say everything, because obviously, you know, you can question and interrogate someone and get nowhere or and question yourself in doubt and fear. Remember, there's positive and negative in every positive and negative electron proton. Um, but yeah, just getting back to the whole notion of if kids are curious, they have the imagination, where did we lose ours? You know, instead of taking something as your full, even stuff I say about water, question that, go for it, look for yourself, find your conclusion, because that's what's going to feel good. And then, like you said, really good is getting back to trusting your intuition, mm -hmm. right? Intuition, like, what is that? An intuition, you mean that little voice in my head yeah. that beats me up? Well, maybe it's the other voice that lifts you up instead of beats you up. Right, whether it's God, Christ, I, whatever it is, or that gut feeling that you guys have that we get, that's your body, that's divine intelligence working through you to say, hey, maybe not a good idea. You just got to feel it at times. It's not always just going to be on a plane or a billboard right in front of you. You got to feel it. And then when you feel it, you get curious about it. And then you start trusting it more. Now your discernment muscle, right? Your ability to discern is very, very strong. And that's important too, when you're having your awakening and unlocking your self-mastery 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like it all connects. I feel like self-mastery, it was just the term that came to me that was like this overarching idea, yeah. this overarching connecting piece that brings this idea of intuition and discernment and getting curious. It kind of brings it all together, the building of awareness and all of that. So uh, thank you for all of those pieces. Intuition, discernment, super, super important. Yeah, yeah I, I always, I what was coming to me was the little kids asking why, why, why to every yeah. layer of the question. Yeah. And then how, 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 how. how we how, go from how. why to how, how will get you so many answers, guys. God mm -hmm. will answer, yeah. I promise you. Yeah. How yeah. can I? Yeah, I oh, prayer yeah. is the, the root word of etymology of prayer is to ask a question. Mm. So when you're praying, instead of demanding or begging or whatever it is, God, how can I? God, show me how. God, how can I? God, work through me to show me how. You get your answer. You'll you literally have miracles left and right. It's the coolest thing. I do it all the time. It's amazing. Just I ask those that. questions. You'll get those answers. Yeah, Q&A. So good. I love that. It reminds me of that very silly example of the person praying to God to win the lottery and God goes, have yeah. you bought a ticket yet? <laughs> the how. <laughs> there you go. The how. Because they, And they don't teach us in school. Like who, yeah. what, where, when, why? Yeah. What's missing? The how. They don't teach the how. Because mm -hmm. once you start learning how it all works, money, finances, health, once you learn how the body works, oh my gosh, the answers start appearing. We just, yeah. they're never, they never teach us how. They just tell right. us why. They just right. tell us why. <laughs> Yeah, I I just I I love that idea and the getting curious. I kept coming back to the pharmaceuticals, the yeah. pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. It's like, well, when you really, I mean, I went through the belly of the beast myself, so I experienced it firsthand. And when you do, you realize there's a lot of gaps there, <laughs> and then you look at the bills that are coming through, and you're like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and then you can go deeper and deeper, but when you start asking and getting curious about why the system is the way it is, why the pharmaceutical industry is structured the way it is, why our medical industry is built on pharmaceuticals, yeah. I just feel that that starts to open up a whole can of worms, a whole rabbit hole, if you will, 
that uh, really starts to evolve into a whole other journey. I mean, I, I'm bringing up that pharmaceutical example again, because I do feel it's health for a lot of people that brings us to this layer of questioning, because it's yeah. something that we ultimately can't ignore. Mm -hmm. um, people have their kinds of awakenings in all sorts of forms. And I guess this is actually a good segue before we wrap it up. I really don't want to miss this piece of financial literacy and shifting our relationship with wealth, because this is something that's kind of come up tangentially, but I really think we need to address it directly because yeah. obviously our financial foundations are being shaken up very dramatically right now. So I think a lot of people are facing, we've seen the health reckoning, but we're facing financial reckoning and for many financial crisis, if you will. So if you could seek yeah. into your perspective and your journey related to that in a, a, a bit, I mean, as much as we can yeah. for this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got five more hours, guys. Stay tuned. Um, wow. Right. Well, Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, here's, here's one thing first. Let's just address like a big elephant in a lot of people's rooms, whether it's in their house, their family, their coworkers or communities. And it is the topic of talking about money, you know, yeah. and that again, goes back to your childhood. What did your parents believe? Was it hard for them to make money or, you know, lower class, middle class? There's so many paradigms. Like it, like you said, Amanda, just as deep with the health web, like, Oh my God, I didn't know I have a lymphatic system. It's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I didn't know we have, what's an asset. It's like very congruent, like same with water. It's like, it's like all across the board, very congruent. Um, so first you just got to get real with yourself and what were your beliefs about money, about money and financial literacy and saving and spending and paychecks and jobs and taxes mm -hmm. growing up. Just sit with your, just sit with that for a moment. Maybe even ask your parents if they're here and they're open to sharing. Cause a lot of it's taboo. Like, why don't we don't talk about this? Like, well, don't, don't ask auntie about her money. Don't, don't ask Amanda about her Shh, You know, it's, it don't talk about it. And I feel now people want to talk about it more than ever because they're unsure of what's next, right? The fear of unknown. Like you said, our financial system, long story short, um, without making it sound terrifying is, is collapsing. It's, it is not sustainable and it hasn't been sustainable. It never was. We propped it up by all of these different terms. These bankers have used, you know, to, to really control the world is when you control the money supply. Like that's how, yes, mind control. Yes. All this other, you know, spiritual wars. Yes. At the end of the day, living here in this world, for many of us, money is a part of everyday life, whether it's food, rent, gas, electricity, utilities, microphones, summits, um, anything like just putting all of this together requires some type of energy, some type of capital, um, and so forth. So when you zoom out, I love what you said, zoom out, when you zoom out and first you look at the cycles of you, then outside of you and what we've gone through as a nation here in the U S now people are around the world. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation of what's happening globally here in the U.S., though, we've been tied to this piece of paper, right, called the fiat petrodollar. And once it was taken off of gold, right, once it was taken off of gold, the value turned into backed value into belief. And that's where things started getting pretty crazy, right? That's where all of a sudden you could print money, you can fractional reserve it where you, you know, I, Amanda could put money in her bank. They would lend Amanda's money out and make money off the lending. It's like, wait a minute. Did you ask Amanda? They don't even ask us. Hmm. You know, you have banks collapsing, small banks, you have bank runs. So yeah, long story short, 
I guess two things that I tell people that they can do right now. And I, I, I create a sense of urgency, not in panic, but in like, Hey, come on, like, come on. Like you could get up at 5am one morning to read, just, it's, just come on. So you're not so scared. One yeah. is educate yourself. Okay. Yeah. One is educate yourself. And two is take action. Now education. It's like, Chris, I get this message a lot. Where do I start? Mm. Where do I do first? Right. Where do I start? And remember, like our health. All right. Well, before I tell you where to start, what things in your life can you start getting rid of? What things do you not have to buy anymore? Stop spending or cut back on that, you know, you shouldn't. And they start there, which is great because I can get them to take action while mm. they're taking action. They can start learning. And a great series. I'm just going to drop it here for you guys is on YouTube. It's called The Hidden Secrets of Money. Parts mm. one through 10 by Mike Maloney. I, uh, yeah, we can link that below. Please do. I, yeah. I, if I could tell you one thing to learn from this talk about financial literacy and be watching those 10 episodes, they're like 30 minutes each. You will learn more in 10 episodes than your whole life about wow. money, currency, banks, how the money works and where we're headed also, which is so important. So dive into that and then zooming back in, right? Zoom out. Financial system is changing. You have one system that is going down. It's just the question is what's going to rise like the Phoenix, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of speculation. You have the, oh, the CBDC, you have the social credit, you have, oh, precious metals. What's really happening? And that's where you got to zoom back in and you got to meet yourself where you're at um, because some people have retirement funds right now. Some people have 401ks, they have social security, they have life insurance, they have stocks, they have businesses they own, they have money in the banks. There's a, everyone is different. Everyone is different. All I can say is this, this, this dollar is, is literally being abandoned globally. Some of the biggest 80% of the world's population does not use it anymore. Mm -hmm. And the average person does not know this because there's all these distractions, right? You're seeing on TV, mainstream media. So when all of these countries stop using this and most of the money we're using now, you guys is actually digital. We're already in a digital age. We've been there for decades, right? There's not much paper money out there anymore anyways, we're already using credit cards and debit cards. So when all of this money from all of these nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, the, the BRICS nation right. that people are talking about, you're seeing on headlines. Yeah, for anybody who is not familiar, yeah. they're they're backing out. <laughs> they're yeah. backing out. They're like basically saying like, I'm we don't want this anymore. Yeah. And when all of these dollars, digital or physical, come home, home, the US, if you live in America, you have something called hyperinflation. And if you think gas prices have been high, again, I pray none of this happens that draft. I, I pray every day that it's smooth, the transition, and I feel it will be. I also would rather be proactive than reactive. Um, when you have all this money coming home, and these nations now are using gold to back their currency, and a gold standard right? The future is golden, golden timeline, the golden age. It's here. Golden age, right? Yeah. The golden age is here, not just metaphysically and spiritually, also financially. Mm -hmm. It makes you start thinking like, shoot, well, that transition's happening. There's a baton passed to a new system. The other question is, okay, what can I cut back? What can I learn? And then what can I do going forward? Mm -hmm. So without giving financial advice, without telling you what to do, what I'm doing and what I'm teaching and what I'm sharing with our weight community and thousands of people that follow me on my platforms mm -hmm. is look at where we're going. It's going to be asset backed. 
right? The gold standard, basal three, there's different terms for it. You can look this stuff up. It's all on my platforms. Amanda will connect you to. And we're going to a precious metal commodity backed currency, gold and silver. So silver is a great, great thing to look at right now. And it's literally flying everywhere. It's almost hard to get right now. And the price is already creeping up 1%, 5% and so forth. Look to that for the physical, because there's two things, as I put this all together, two things that we're going to be using is physical, tangible. So we'll have like precious metals and we'll also have currency again that will be backed by actual metal, like by, backed by actually something, new notes, new treasury notes and so mm -hmm. forth. That's the physical. Okay. And we're also going to have digital because we're, we're so technologically advanced and we're so far behind where we should be. We should be having tip, free energy towers, med beds. You guys know the vibe. We should be, they're here. They're just waiting for us to, to call it in until we get rid of all this crap. Mm -hmm. As we come out better, it'll help us. And the digital technology you want to look at are things that are going to be compliant, pass regulation, and will move the value of the physical. Because Amanda, I wouldn't expect you to carry you know, two tons of gold, or if you got to send 10 grand Australia to for a, a holistic center, we're not sending physical there now. We've got to send digital. And isn't it crazy that I can send Amanda a text, no matter where she is in the world, in seconds through WhatsApp, Telegram? And how long would it take me to send you money? $10,000? Take days, weeks. Yeah. And they take it. So do you see how our system, we can text faster than send messages. So imagine sending value as fast as we send a text. Hmm. Yeah, right. And the question for you, question is, how does that happen? What does that? And is that something I can look to invest in? Mm -hmm. That's where I'm nudging people, right? Mm -hmm. So something like XRP, XLM, XDC, these are technologies that will be compliant, right? That will pass regulation and have already been adopted pretty much on the whole world, um, except the US because of this little lawsuit. So you're now starting to see the bigger picture. So physical and digital, cut back on what you're doing, educate yourself, 10 se or secrets of money, Mike Maloney, parts one through 10, and then start asking yourself, what can I do to move? How do I turn this right into this? How do I turn this maybe into, into that? How do I turn this? into land or back into my business or into my community instead of just having to sit in banks because I don't know how much we can trust them as much anymore. So that's it in a nutshell. I know I, I could go for hours about this because there's so many variables, uh, but I pray you guys got the gist of it. And again, I've got resources on my Telegram website, Instagram, um, thousands of highlights that I have that you guys can start learning right away and then take action when you're ready. Yeah, take action when you're ready. So best is yet to come. We're it's gonna it's a bright future. It's just oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like this is happening. Like we are here, as you know, and some of the speakers like this. God woke you up. We're here for a reason. Amanda's doing this summit for a purpose. Like I'm sharing what I'm sharing. Everyone has their role to play. The best is yet to come for a better outcome. We just got to know that. It gets a little dark before dawn, right? It gets the darkest before it gets light. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like Gandalf comes over the mountain and it's so That's bright. Right. And it's like, da, da, da. I don't want it to be that way. Also, I'm realistic. Mm -hmm. It could be. So best is yet to come though. And you guys are, are prepared mm -hmm. and you have tools. Just go take some action and, and make sure mm -hmm. that you're staying focused. Okay. Stay focused right now. Yeah.
I love that. Thank you so much. We really, I feel like covered a lot in this short yeah. hour, health, wealth, how it all connects. So thank you so much, Chris. This was really a brilliant conversation, really grounded down a lot of yes. really important pieces. And to your last point, I, I've been saying we're in this collective dark night of the soul, but what happens on the other side is the light is there. <laughs> and we're able to, I mean, it's the hero's journey, right? The hero always has a beautiful outcome at the end of all of these crazy dystopian novels and books and movies and and all these adventure things where there's always the the darkness on some level, but who always wins? <laughs> this is what I always like to bring it back to. And yeah, it's going to get shaken up a little. Our reality was built on a foundation, I say a house of cards but it's a house of paper a foundation of paper <laughs> literally spot that on. little paper yeah so i so said we've got to create a more solid foundation and this is how we start this is wow. how we start yeah so please everybody connect with chris oh and before we the, all the links will be below and we will definitely link that youtube series as well thank you for that yes. recommendation yes. um and Beyond all of that, I don't want to forget your free gift for the audience, which is this free yeah. ebook, How to Use Living Water as a Healthy, Holistic, Sustainable, Eco-Friendly Solution in Your Home, right? Yes. Yes. Please yes. learn all about water. Just at least whether you do kind or not, living water, that's up to you. That's It's all up to you. Mm -hmm. I just know that our whole house, houses we're helping, gotten rid of all this chemicals, all this stuff, save a ton of money, help the environment, help your family, teach your kids early. And that ebook will give you a little inside glimpse and really appreciate what water can do. Water can literally, I call it a matrix breaker. I call it a cabal killer. If we use water properly, they do not want us to wake up to the power of water, right? So if we start watching the water and seeing what water can do for our health, liquidity, banks, cash flow, right? I didn't even mention it, the financial literacy of water as well. Yeah. You start seeing water everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a whole other rabbit hole we could have gone down. <laughs> currency, okay. cash flow, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... So that's what the ebook is, right? The ebook's just a little sneak peek, um, just a book for you guys to start learning about how water can replace so many things. And if it's something of interest, I'm here for you. And if not, all good. Remember, we're here to create synergy. So I'm sure there's other ways to partner up and and bring the power of water back to the world because that's what uh, what what water truly wants is just to be seen heard, recognize, appreciate it. Cause without water, we don't even, we're not even here. There's, there's no life, no life without water and without sun. So thanks mm -hmm. to them both. Always grateful for it. So there you go. Yeah. You guys are very welcome for that. Enjoy it. Thank you so much, Chris. A lot of brilliant gems in here. And it just uh, brings me back to this notion that abundance flows. It really is this water energy of flow. So it really is very much intimately connected. So health, wealth, water, abundance flow. There you go. Thank you age, so age much. Age of Aquarius, right? Age of Aquarius. Yes, here here yes. we are. Yes. Here we are. Well, Onward and upward in love and light. Be sure to connect with Chris and grab all of the goodies and magic below. Thank you so much for tuning in and being here. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Amanda. Best is yet to come. Come yes. on better for a better outcome. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.
Thank you again for tuning in to this Art Called Life, the podcast with Amanda Sarai. I'm so grateful for your beautiful energy. I would so love to gift you my free masterclass, Holy Shift, to shift your mindset, your energy, and your reality through co-creation with the divine, which also includes a beautiful new earth frequency activation that came through on the solstice. It is powerful and magical. So you can find the link below this episode in the description or head to my website thisartcalledlife.com you will find the link directly on the home page to receive access to this really powerful powerful journey onward and upward in love and light and I will see you soon